0: Welcome to my podcast, Chilling with Rick. It's a podcast where people from all walks of life come to share their experiences in their professional fields, their educational journey, personal development, struggles, and life in general. Follow me on Anchor FM and Spotify. Welcome to another episode, and we have today Kevin Sohel. He's a he's a friend of mine. We bro, we man, we grew up together. We have known each other since we were ten. Uh, we've been friends for. How many years? Holy shit. Let me calculate this.
1: 11 years?
0: Well, 12? T- now it's 2021. Uh, I came here w- uh, at, in 2003. We've been friends oh. for 18 years.
1: What the fuck? Yeah, man. I didn't even realize.
0: Yeah. Damn. Well, like our friendship is of legal age of drinking. That's how old <laughs> our friendship is. Shit. Not in the States. You still need to be 21. But, yep. yeah, in Canada, uh, in Quebec, yeah, yes, 18, 18.
1: 18.
0: So our friendship can go to a bar without a fake ID and drink.
1: Damn.
0: <laughs> <laughs> time flu. Yeah, time flu, man. And um, the reason why I invited you, Kevin, is that um, you ha- you have several, several obstacles, serious obstacles in life. Um, Certain obstacles we're not going to talk about today, but uh, what I want to focus on is the fitness journey. So to to give you an idea, so Kevin was a very athletic kid. Uh, He used to play basketball and uh, he he was pretty good too. He dealt with injuries like it's it's a journey that was paved with ups and downs. But at some point, like he got really unhealthy. You know what? I'm not going to be polite. Bro, you got fat at some point. Like, you looked unhappy. Yep. And all of a sudden, despite his injuries, despite some of the, let's say, physical shortcoming, like his uh, knee, uh, I don't know what other injuries you have had, bro. Uh,
1: Man, name anything in my body, I probably had it.
0: Bro, especially the knee injury, I remember, uh, where you, like, tore your muscle. Despite all of that, today, you're, you're in a path. I'm not going to say you reach any point because I don't think you care even about reaching a certain point. What you care about is the consistent journey upwards towards self-improvement. And to be honest, the fact that you put in that time, it inspired me. There wouldn't be any uh, tamer body. There wouldn't be any let's talk about. There would be anything like if I didn't see you, like, you know what? This kid, um, he's doing it. If, If he can do that, I can do that, too. And um, so, what was the key ingredient to your eventual success?
1: Key ingredient? Yeah. Uh, man, finding motivation. Uh, that's like the most important. Uh, you know, when we talk about cooking, right, there's always the most important basis uh, before you start adding on other stuff like, you know, garnishes, flavors, and whatever. And for this case, it's motivation. You can't really do anything without motivation. Motivation means purpose, right? You, you need to look for purpose. And without that, where are you going? You're just going to be walking on a field with no direction. You're just going to get yourself lost. So once you find your street, you know, and then you figure out the highway, you're literally on a roll. So for me, it was motivation. Because back then, I didn't see any reason for me to work out, stay fit. Obviously, as a kid, as every young kid, you would think you're at your best, optimal shape, and that age can't stop you, right? You you feel like you you're in control of your uh, physicality, you know that you could pretty much live the rest of your life under that um, under that uh, I guess physicality, so. For me, uh, when I started to realize that my body was kind of like wearing me down, I was getting a lot of injuries, one after another, until one major injury kind of hit me hard and really brought me down. Um, I wasn't working out for two years. You know, I was doing nothing for two years. It was just a really bad knee that kind of put me on the couch for most of the time. I got depressed. I got sad. Uh, I started missing what I love to do. And so even that itself wasn't enough to get me going. What really got me going was when I realized that, you know, yes, I became a little bit overweight, right? But then one day I started experiencing these symptoms of sciatica. And that really messed me up. Like I was feeling it in my back, my leg. You know my glute and so I was like man this is not good this is not good I'm only what 26 years old and I'm getting this uh, these kind of symptoms like how is this normal you know I should be in a better shape at the age of 26 I'm still young so just experiencing that kind of gave me a wake-up call because I had realized that over the years I'm not working out since my knee injury that happened two years before that, um, my body kind of just went through this phase where I kind of gained weight, you know, not watch out what I eat, you know, just sit down most of the time, not do any kind of activity. I was just pretty much um, a jello. Okay. And then realizing that after that one symptom, all right, kind of woke me up and I told myself, okay this is over, like I'm not doing this again, got to move forward, I'm going to take action, my body is my investment, right, so, beautiful, that's when I moved, that's when I move forward, contacted um, a trainer, right, went to the gym, started going consistently, and started watching out what I eat.
0: One thing that older, like um, people who are older, I'm not going to say older, man, I'm, I'm going to say like let's it's above, thir- out of above 30s, there comes a point where you realize that Man, uh, your body is not what it used to be when you're, like, in your early 20s. And a lot of people, what the kind of mistake they make is that whenever they start having these issues, for example, your sciatica problem, I had something similar. I had gout. I started having symptoms yeah. of gout, bro. And I was the same age. Let's say 26, 27. Don't know. Uh, uh, gout is supposed to happen when you're, like, 50 or something. Why am I ha- having it now? And uh, yeah. The doctor basically told me, you have fatty liver. Uh, keep continuing like this. We might have to, like, you know, you know. Do an open heart yeah. surgery at some point. Like uh, I'll give you like at yeah. least until 50. That was like the wake up call. But a lot of people don't take it as a wake up call. They, they don't even try. They just get depressed and they, they, they kind of get into this acceptance phase. And it is. What yeah. It is. And
1: that's dangerous. That's dangerous. Because if you're just going to accept uh, these negative uh, changes going on in your life, you're pretty much inviting more negative changes that are going to come up to you and creep up in your back later on, you know? Right? If, yeah, so if you can change uh, now, if you can change, uh, the, I don't know, the condition you are in right now, you're not going to be inviting these things later on. Instead, you're going to be scaring them away and you're going to be inviting more positivity into your life, and that, I think that's what's important. It's important to hold yourself accountable and just kind of like really beat yourself down and tell yourself, hey, what the fuck is going on, you know? And that's pretty much what happened to me. And I think that's pretty much what happened to you.
0: Another thing is, uh, another concept that people should know is comorbidity. Sometimes you have like two diseases at, at the same time. And the more diseases that you pile up, the harder it becomes for you. Especially when you're at a certain age where your metabolism isn't what it used to be. Like I'm talking about people in their 30s or their 40s um you may, you may have uh, some family history regarding cholesterol regarding diabetes even cancer even wake the fuck up like don't you want to see your don't you want to see your grandkids grow up or maybe i don't know man like uh, you might think about your career your family uh, bro without a proper health physical or mental how the fuck are you going to enjoy it
1: Exactly. So for me, I was already at a point in my life where I was kind of moving on from my childhood, my teenagehood, even my young adulthood. And I was approaching towards um, the family path, right? So I got married, right? I I have a full-time job, you know, uh, I'm kind of settling in, right? But I kind of want to see... uh, what is there offered in the world later on? I want to see that, but I want to go through that without any kind of suffering, without any kind of struggle. I want to enjoy my life for the rest of the for the rest of the time I have left. So in order for me to do that, in order for me to move on and go on with my life in the most uh, in the most peaceful way, in the most, um, I guess in in the smoothest way, I have to make the change now because if you're going to make change in uh, in your 30s or even in your 40s, it's going to be a lot harder for you to kind of make the changes then because time is different and your energy level is different, your body condition is different, your metabolism is different, so many things. It's like, it's easier to do it now when things are kind of simplified for you uh, rather than wait later where... You're kind of in a situation where it's not even ideal for you to kind of put yourself in the best shape you can be with the time you have. Who knows? Uh, you, your time might be swallowed up by work-life, uh, work-life balance, you know, family, kids, and responsibilities that will literally beat you down. So might as well take advantage of it now, and that's why I chose to do it right now.
0: So the best time to do it is now. No matter what age you are in. 50, 60, doesn't matter. Um, One thing, another thing that really inspired me is that uh, there was this uh, um, 65-year-old grandma in Brazil. Her name is Dona Geralda Barbosa. And I saw her doing pull-up. I think I sent you the video on uh, on Instagram. I think I saw it. And I'm like, wow. And on her interview, she said that um, and she started at the, after 60, after retirement and her main motivation was that I don't want my kids to take care of me. I want to be able to take care of myself.
1: Yeah, that's it. Because when you come out, when you come at a point in the life where you kind of have to rely on someone to take care of you because you couldn't do it yourself because it's too late for you to do it to yourself. That's when you know, it's kind of too late, you know? you don't want to go through uh, moments like that and obviously there will there will be some people who will be in their 60s you know realizing that oh shit it's too late i mean it's still not too late it's never too late you can still do some work on yourself obviously it would have been easier if it was done earlier right so that's why the time is now you know you really got to push yourself and Think about later on and kind of like tell yourself like you know just to reduce the struggles of later in life start now
0: let's come back to your injuries man um i remembered that at some point you started really putting emphasis on physiotherapy how did doing physiotherapy with your training plan the, the whole communication that happened between your trainer and physiotherapist uh, and at some point, you even said like it's it's an investment that you're making. Um, yeah. How like how did it pan out for you right now?
1: So during that time when the sciatica symptoms came, I was just fed up, right? So I said my body is my investment. So I contacted my physiotherapist and I told him, hey, I've been having this weird feeling that I'm having on my back, right? And I've been having this in- and I and I had this injury. For about two years, where I still feel the pain in my knee, what can I do about it? They told me, come in, right? At the same time, I hired a trainer and I told him about my situation, and he told me, okay, we can move forward with this uh, by, you know, kind of keeping in contact with my physiotherapist and my trainer and kind of keep them updated. So there was this communication then. So when I went to my physiotherapist, he had told me what was happening, right? I gave that information to my trainer. My trainer worked around with it, whatever that can help strengthen my knee, right? You can't really strengthen the injury of your knee, the ligaments, right? But you can work around the muscles surrounding your knee and kind of improve it, kind of make it stronger, better, just so that you don't ever have to put yourself at risk of re-injuring yourself because of the lack of uh, strength, down there so communication was happening and we're just keeping in touch with each other with each other kind of like working around with the workouts the training and uh, the recovery and basically I was given this um, routine around the clock routine where I had to do some stretches all right some mild exercises then real training then stretches my diet on top of all of that you know. And then even off the clock, I had to do a little bit of stretches, a little bit of uh, uh, exercises to help improve my balance and everything. And pretty much when I, I was at my most motivated point, I was kind of like giving my all each day, every day to kind of put myself at the best shape I could be. And then all of a sudden I could see changes happening to my body and I was just becoming better and better and stronger and stronger. And that's pretty much what happened. It was an investment I made and it paid off.
0: But your exercise was only a small portion, if I remember. Um, Diet was actually king in your story. Talk about that. What, What changes did you make? Because at some point you were into keto. It worked. You did lose a lot of weight, but then you also gained it all back.
1: Yeah, but then you I started doing it's something not, different. Yeah, uh, for me, for just for me, I mean, it could work for anyone, but for me, it was not sustainable. It didn't work for me. So, like you mentioned with the diet, uh, I'm a true believer in the fact that uh, for you to make progress with weight loss, or even you know gaining mass, seventy percent all comes from diet. Thirty percent is from the workout. You really really have to know how to control your consumption, uh, the things you need to take in the nutrients, you have to understand the nutritional facts, you have to understand everything because these things are literally the difference maker uh, that can help you on throughout the journey.
0: For somebody who is uh, untrained, somebody who is just about to start their fitness journey, they don't know much about diet or exercises. Uh, what would be your suggestion, let's say, if you could tell your younger self starting out because you went through a lot of trial and error, what would you tell your younger self in terms of what really works and to sim- like how are you going to simplify it to that younger Kevin?
1: If I, held, if I had told myself earlier, like if I had the chance to tell myself something earlier, I would have told myself to watch what I eat because literally... Everything I had eaten when I was eighteen, when I was nineteen, was just pure junk.
0: Pizza, I remember? Sugar. You're a big fan kind of pizza. Um, pizza. A lot of Coca-Cola.
1: <laughs> a lot of Coca-Cola.
0: Good times, though. Man, I,
1: good times, though. But man, I was known as someone that liked to eat a lot, and so I kind of thought I was unstoppable. No man, no matter how much I eat, I'm still going to be in good shape. Wow, I really wish I could stop myself back then because. I really caught myself into a trap and I couldn't get myself out of it for a long time. So I would have told myself to just watch how I eat, you know, focus on the the calories, uh, focus on the protein intake, right? The carb intake, uh the good fat. If I had taken all of these into account, I wouldn't have gone through these kind of struggles I had early on two years ago with my injury. In fact I might have avoided a lot of injury just because of that.
0: Did you completely cut down junk food from your life?
1: Let me tell you something. Um, I'm also a believer in enjoying your life, right? Amen. And I feel like a lot of people uh, confuse this up, right? And they get this misconception that you have to completely cut down junk and pretty much eat like dog shit, right? And I mean talking about like unseasoned food, you know, just uh, chicken, vegetable, right and a little bit of good fat and that's it and that's your meal every day man how are you going to live your life for the rest of your life eating that food on a daily basis three times a day there's no way you can do that right so i'm a really strong believer in the fact that you can eat junk food okay but have that at the minimal consumption like eat it at the minimum eat it at the minimum you can so For me, for example, if I were to give you an example, I'm going to have my junk, okay? Maybe once a week, all right, for one meal, I'll have my junk. But I'm going to make sure how I'm going to consume this junk, right? If it's on a large plate and I know that this junk food is like, what, 2,000 calories, I'm not going to eat the whole plate for for that one day, right? I'm probably going to eat one-fourth of the plate and kind of save it for later. It's all about managing how you eat. You can have junk, but if you can portion it out, You're fine. So live life a little bit. Enjoy what you eat, but don't eat too much of it.
0: Also, what kind of junk it matters. And I learned it personally because, uh, for example, having a a Big Mac versus a pizza or a Bustan mixed plate. So pizza. Oh, uh, you can't really tell what the chef is putting. It's it's, it's more artistic, you know, like uh, uh, whatever they feel like, you know, they're going to put those toppings and it's not consistent what kind of calories you're going to get. Bustan mixed plate um
1: <laughs> listen uh the portion size is just uh it it changes over time like you don't know what what portion size they're giving to you and man uh it can be really misleading and people might think that bustan is healthy right but man aren't are we fooled tell like tell us, tell everyone about your experience when you really calculated everything you know grams by grams
0: uh so it's not just bustan, any kind of um fast food that uh, has a bit of protein, a bit of carb, a bit of salad. I mean it's not bad food. Like I, I won't lie. Like it's it's still a lot it's still heavy, it's still uh, uh unhealthy if you over consume it. So uh let's say on my fitness pal, if I put bustan mixed plate, it's gonna give maybe eight hundred, nine hundred calories. I mean it is accurate if you remove the um the garlic All sauce. Right. The garlic <laughs> sauce, yes. If if you have it with hummus, not bad, not bad. Yeah. Go ahead. Tahini sauce, go ahead. Garlic go ahead. garlic sauce. Um, I mean, if you're a like you know, let's say a person who is a lighter, for example, like who needs fifty fifteen hundred calories, you're already over the calories because if you actually take into account the meat you're having, and you think it's a lot of protein, it's not. It's fifty six grams of protein around. Because I yeah. ordered Bustan. I still do from time to time. I like Bustan. Love it. That's fine. Uh, But what I did was I took everything apart and measured it individually. Uh, A Bustan Mixed Plate is around 2,200 calories, roughly. I also put like 200 calories extra if you put extra olive oil or any kind of oil. Yeah. Olive oil is not bad. It's just that if you want to lose weight, you have to be at a caloric deficit. And that's where I realized Bustan Mixed Plate is like 56 grams of protein. It's not enough. You need a bit more. But calorie-wise, you're already depleted. Yeah. So, uh, what I realized is that I had to be mindful about what I eat. So, instead of having boost mixed plate every single day, I have it maybe once a week or once a month.
1: Bro, see, this is kind of like something I would have told myself earlier. You know, understand what you're eating, right? Understand what you're eating, right? Garlic sauce is something that probably a lot of people thought that, oh, it's nothing, right? But man, that gives you, uh, I don't know, 200 calories on your... On your daily intake, that's a lot for just the garlic sauce, minimum. So honestly, I would have told myself to know what I'm eating, know what I'm eating, know what I'm putting in there, because it really does change. Something so small can be 500 calories compared to something so big that can be just, what, 200 calories. What would you rather eat? You want to be more full. You would rather eat something that's 200 calories, but larger in portion. So people tend to get mixed up with that. Man, before I used to even think that pasta was good; that it's considered one of the healthy food. <sighs> Yikes! I mean, it's
0: still complex carbohydrate, but depends on your goals. If you want to lose weight, uh, yeah. Like, let's say you're going to run a marathon. Sure, sure, go ahead. Sure, you that pasta. Sure. But, uh, if you exactly. if, if you're having it as dinner and after that you're going to sleep, I'm like,
1: yeah, exactly, exactly. And it's crazy, but like, it's just one fourth of the pasta in the, in a container. It's like already 500 calories, right? But people don't know that. They would just take the entire container, put it on their plate, have half of it or even the entire plate, but little do they know that they're consuming 1,000 calories, 1,500, depend. So that's the thing. Really inform yourself about what you're eating. I would have told myself that.
0: Another thing that Bengali people would uh, relate to is that we love our rice. We eat a lot of rice. It's because we come from a very um, rural, even working class background where we have to do a lot of physical work. If you're out there eight hours plowing the field, have this much yes. rice. But if you're going to an office job where you're sedentary most of the time, when you're just sitting there in, the, in your office, don't have that much rice. Um exactly. So it's something that, you know, us... You know, they see people are are gonna struggle with like, no, don't cut down rice. Rice is not that bad.
1: Rice it's, is fine. You know, just portion it out.
0: Yeah, uh, I mean, look at your physical activity. Are you are you there like pulling rickshaw uh, twelve hours a, a day? No, you're not. not are you even. there plowing the field? No, you're not. Uh, people, for example, in in very physical work. I mean, it's fine. Eat. You're you're gonna. Yeah. You're, you're most likely you're gonna burn it off, but.
1: That's it. It's, it's really uh, all about, um, you know, working around with your work-life balance. Like, for example, for me, uh, I'm more sedentary, right? I have an office. that just sit in the office. Uh, other than that, you know, during this lockdown, during COVID, we're just pretty much sitting. So you have to take into factor of that. Uh, if you're living this sedentary life, you really have to watch out how you're eating. Have to watch out that um, the things you're eating can really can be an overdose or a little bit under. You have to maintain it. For someone who is living a really uh, complex work life balance, let's say it requires more physical more physical work, then yeah, it's okay to eat you know a large amount of rice, you know, or pasta or whatever because you're going to need those carbs. You're going to need those energy to kind of help you survive throughout the day. So, it's really understanding about your lifestyle.
0: Also, you mentioned that keto diet, even though it worked for you for a bit, it was not sustainable. Could you shed some light on it? Why was it unsustainable for you while well, it's also it's seemingly working with a lot of other people?
1: I feel like for keto, just in my opinion, um, it does help you see result in the short term. And I feel like for people, it's whatever pleases their eyes. So if they see result in a short amount of time by cutting out carbs, they think that they're making progress. However, for me personally, I don't think that's the case. Uh, although you are cutting out carbs, right, um, you're kind of uh, making this very hard on yourself, you know, in the morning, throughout the day, um, because there, there's, there are no energy left stored in your body. But instead, you're focusing on other sources of energy. And that's fine, right? It, it results in you losing weight in a very short amount of time. But then there comes a point where it gets really tiring. Tell me, honestly. like, Do you find it sustainable cutting out carbs completely out of your life and just kind of like going through months and months of not surviving onto it? Exactly. It's not sustainable. For me, it isn't. So... Once you finally realize that, okay, like you can have a little bit of carbs here and there, you kind of pretty much every, all the progress that you've worked on losing weight, you're going to gain it back because you haven't really worked on other things in your body. You haven't worked on building muscles in your body. You haven't worked on uh, strength. You know, you haven't worked on all, all of these things. People, they do keto without actually working out just because they want to see results in their eyes. And if, and like, In a much short time frame. But that's not possible. You really have to be patient with yourself. Your body is your experiment. There's no shortcut.
0: For me, that was uh, intermittent fasting. Yeah, it did work out. I lost a lot of weight. But then I went back to the same habits. Because I haven't worked on the essentials. Like my food habit. I'm still working. I'm still working on it. I'm still struggling with it, to be honest. But i'm more mindful about what i'm eating but back then um intermittent fasting was a really good tool that i used now i use intermittent fasting as a secondary tool rather than my primary tool but my primary tool right now is just caloric deficit it's if you want to burn off the to excess. be honest
1: caloric deficit over everything if you really want to make progress and if you really want to lose weight if you want to see your waist scale drop you really have to work on yourself uh By putting yourself in a caloric deficit, that's pretty much the clear-cut way to do it. There's no shortcut. You know, there's no pills. There's no um, uh, special uh, um, method for you to take, for you to lose weight. You know, it's simple. Just be in a caloric deficit. Understand what's your maintenance and uh, make sure you're less than that. That's all.
0: But for a lot of people who are not used to it, counting calories can be very daunting. It's intimidating.
1: And you know what? I'll be honest with you. And on behalf of everyone, yes, it can be daunting. It can be intimidating. But it is not intimidating when you are in control. When you let food be in control of you, of course, that's going to be intimidating. That's going to be hard because... You obviously don't know what you're putting in your body. It's whatever pleases your eye, the food in front of you, oh, my God, that looks so good. Eat it up, right? But when you really start to learn to understand the the facts, right, the nutritional facts, what goes in your body, and you take the time to learn over the months, you will literally feel like you're in control of the food, that you're the one that uh, tells the food what goes in you. It's not the food that pretty much kind of like goes in you. You tell how much that can go in you.
0: Another thing that I've learned uh, is, especially with people who are prone to have eating disorders, do not take it too seriously. It's just a matter of uh, doing some accounting with your food. It's a tool.
1: Exactly. Exactly. And you know what? Um, We're saying this uh, hypothetically, like, on a hyper on a hypothetical situation where everyone does not have eating disorder, you know, where everyone is healthy, you know, but for the people who are going through eating disorder, they shouldn't calculate too much about what they're eating, but more so focus on what their body is telling them. Like your body, if you can feel that your body is pretty much crying for food, you have to listen to your body and eat right now obviously it's a, it's a different situation and to be honest it might be even more difficult and I totally get that. So it's more like on their side where they're going to have to figure out what can work for them, you know, what their body demands, how they can overcome this obstacle in their life.
0: And mental health is important too. It's I know it's very still very much stigmatized in our society. It's uh, whether it's uh, when when you're struggling with let's say obesity, that's a problem I had. The, the kind of eating disorder where I, I I used to eat food because not because I was hungry, is because I had to consume. I had to consume to deal with stress. I had to consume to celebrate victories. I had to consume to um, I don't know cope with defeat. Like those, that was that was bad for me, and I had to actually seek counsel. Um, I mean. It, it, at the end of the day, it's your, it's, it's your mind. And if, when you're sick, you have to take care of it. You have to, you have to give yourself time to get better and seek help. Um, I mean, that's what helped me out, personally.
1: Yeah, I find that it's really, really important to be seeking out help. Because when you're at a point where you don't know what to do, and you know that you're just getting progressively worse... It means that you yourself cannot help you know moving forward but you can always look for help from other people that can help you get you on your feet and I think that's what happened to me that's what happened to you uh, we came at a point where you know we couldn't ourselves we just couldn't help ourselves and so We just needed some sort of guidance just to have a better understanding of how to get better. And once we got that guidance, once we understood and once we actually saw the changes, that's when you could actually trust yourself and rely yourself even more because you're just more knowledgeable now than before.
0: One thing that we need to highlight here is that your trainer is not with you. Uh, Your trainer is not even located in Canada. Uh, oh. could you give us an, a small introduction to your uh, to your trainer uh, just give us a, just describe where he is what he does
1: so my trainer resides in netherlands which is like on the other side of the world and basically i just came across his page i want to burn fat if people are curious out there so I came across his page it was very young at the time but I saw a lot of promises because the one thing I liked about his page was the fact that he didn't just post bullshit you know on his page he posted facts backed up by sources that you could look into yourself that was researched by scientists nutritionists and so when I saw that he was very credible with his work it was very authentic and everything, was, all the workouts, all the workouts was just based off these researches, but not by popular myths. That's when I knew that I could trust him. And so I had contacted him. I had sent him a DM, and I told him, "Hey, listen, I'm kind of struggling. I'm looking for some kind of help. Would you be able to help me out?" And so we kept in touch, and I started my fitness journey with him. How it works is that we do everything online. I would have my monthly meeting with him just to touch some bases, what I could improve, what I'm uh, doing well on. And uh, he would just pretty much give me a monthly summary of uh, my progress. And and we share this Excel sheet where I kind of put all my data, my weight, my caloric intake, uh, my protein intake, the workouts i was doing and he would just pretty much assess it on his side and kind of tell me what to do and it's kind of weird because the people usually have trainer right there with them but for me my trainer is not physically with me i'm pretty much pushing myself to kind of like go on this journey on my own with my trainer there but not actually being there so really it's more like i'm relying on myself whereas when you actually have trainer there with you you kind of have to rely... People tend to rely on their trainer to push them. But me, I only had to push myself.
0: This is insane because I know how hard it is to motivate yourself. Uh, I'll be honest. I was very fortunate to have uh, Mike while the gyms were open. But then, you know, it all holds down. It is what it yeah. is. But uh, his motivation was the uh, the kick in the butt that I really needed. And yeah. ins- insane on another way because... We're, we live in such a time that somebody could be located half a world away and help you in your journey. And it, I don't think it would, would have been possible even five to ten years ago. It was going to be difficult. Um, another thing that I personally observed is that even though um, your trainer did his best to keep you accountable, to track everything small things where you actually need people telling you that's where um you had to kind of fill up the gap yeah for example your your breathing for example uh, when yeah. you lifted weight
1: yeah so basically uh breathing patterns matter and when your trainer is not physically there to observe you to watch you that's the con of not having the trainer there because um they're not there to kind of like point out uh the mistakes that you're making When, in fact, I have to record myself and kind of send it to him, but I can't record the entire thing. So there are some parts where it's kind of like the gray zone, right? So that's when you really kind of like have to, and I know some people, they have egos, but I'm the kind of man that doesn't have the ego. I'm very uh, open to criticism, and I take it to the heart, and I always look forward to, and I always look to improve from that. So uh, when I started working out with you, okay, um, you had told me that my breathing pattern sucks and that I really needed to work on that. And you know what? I'm glad you told me that because it is true. No one else is going to tell me that. But the fact that you told me that, I had to change it. And because I did, my workout has become a lot better. So that's the problem with not having the trainer there physically with you uh but when they're not there with you it's always important to be accountable be open minded and let other people point out and kind of fill in that gap for you
0: i think the lesson here is that fitness or any kind of personal improvement it's the, it's not a solo act it's a community no. activity and for for example your breathing pattern you know where i learned it adonis
1: exactly.
0: that, guy, that guy he's not a, he's not a, he's not a lifter he's a, he's a runner no. he he's a, he's a marathon runner but his tips on how to breathe that's where it helped me, uh, you know, lift better to be more mindful of, of my breathing. And uh, so I learned from Adonis. Adonis learned from I don't know where. But it's it's yeah. a community activity where good things propagate from one person to exactly. another. And you're going to teach it to, I don't know, somebody else.
1: Exactly. I find that it's so important because it really helps you with your endurance. And uh, because if you don't have that you know, you're going to kind of wear yourself out. And when you wear yourself out, you're unable to do the workouts properly. Therefore, your forms are compromised and you risk injuring yourself. So, yeah, you're right. I feel like it's all about like a community act, not a solo act. And in order for you to work as a community, you know, you really have to kind of like be open to receiving hints, tips, criticism from people Without taking it any personal.
0: Yo, at the gym, there are people who take it so personally. I've I've seen where this guy is lifting obviously in a wrong way, and I can tell because I was that guy maybe two months ago. I like, can uh, somebody uh, comes and even they're kind of you know on the fence about it. Hey, bro, uh, you know what? Like you're you're do- doing it a bit wrong, and then they would get super aggressive. I'm like, who are you to tell me? I'm Like, dude, just
1: shut the know, fuck up and listen. I know. I know like we're just here to help you you know we're just here to kind of like let you know that hey you're doing something wrong you might hurt yourself I'm just looking out for you so just making sure that you can do this right but obviously that's not how they see it they might take it personally because they think that you know them you know better than them with their own body but um I feel that you might think you know yourself so much and you might think that you think you're doing it right but no that's not true there are some things that are wrong and if someone else pointed points it out for you it's obviously because you couldn't see that yourself and so there's so they're just trying to help you out so that's kind of how I see it people are just looking out for each other
0: it's a community activity man exactly it's uh, like anything worth learning or any kind of learning for example you could be the the lone wolf, the solo act. Uh, you're only gonna go so far. Uh, I mean, you you need you need other people. You need other people's feedback, other people's opinion because they have a different life experience. For example, yep. um, my diet it was basically fixed by Kevin's insight and his experience. My breathing it was helped by Adonis. Uh, my first form, you know, doing a proper squat, it came from Brian. And the mental aspect of training and the intensity at which I have to do a cert- do certain things, it came from Mike. And who knows how many other people that are going to share their knowledge with me. And I, I know that I also have to give back. So quit the solo act. That's what I'm going to say to my viewers.
1: Exactly. Exactly. Quit the solo act. You know, swallow your ego. Let it go. Let people talk to you. Let them tell you what
0: was Be approachable. Right. Be approachable.
1: Yeah, be approachable. You know, in the end of the day, uh, it's you who who decides whether you want to improve or not.
0: Be a, be a good gym goer. Don't be a gym bro.
1: Yeah, don't be a gym bro. Oh, gym bros.
0: And bro, other than your injuries, what were your biggest obstacles?
1: Um, I had initially thought that I didn't have time. But there's always time. You just have to make for it. Right?
0: Yeah.
1: And I know a lot of people say that they don't have time. I understand that you don't have time, but it's all about priority, you know, prioritizing the things in your life. Some things comes first, like work, right? If you have a family, then, of course, you know, your family. But honestly, we live in a 24 in a hour day cycle you know and 8 hours of it goes to sleep which is really really important sleep and then there's another 8 hours which one which might go to school which might go to work or even longer than 8 hours right but i can bet that you can sacrifice at least 1 hour per day on fitness and that's all the time it's going to take for you to actually move forward you just need that 1 hour of your time just don't waste time in the gym and just kind of go at it and when you do and when you do that on a consistent basis in no time you're going to be there in the blink of an eye
0: this all comes down to the compound effect of having smaller habits and uh, i think that was my biggest issue is that i would focus on the big goals or the macro uh, image of what i want to want to become but not focus on the day-to-day grind Um, I think a lot of people end up making the mistake and Kevin, you did that too. You actually pointed that out. So, um, how are, how are people going? What's your, how would you recommend people to, you know, prioritize, let's say, and focus on those micro grinds, but also have that vision because that vision gives you hope who you want to become. How would you strike a balance? What would you tell people?
1: Okay, so pretty much uh, evaluate your um, lifestyle, right? Some things you can't eliminate, okay? Work, school, family, right? But then I'm pretty sure there's some time in the day where you're on your phone, you're just spending 30 minutes scrolling. I'm sure there's the other time in the day where you're just taking a dump and you're just sitting there for an extra 30 minutes, right? How about you shorten that time a little bit, all right? How about you reduce your shower time, your dump time, and your uh, social media time? Right. And just kind of put all that 30 minutes into one hour and just go to the gym. You know, like that is as simple as that. You know, there's always some time for you to kind of like make for the gym by kind of cutting out time, the useless time that you pretty much do it on a daily basis. So, yeah, just pretty much uh, evaluate your days, evaluate yourself, see what you do and kind of filter the things that are not important.
0: I'll be honest, I'm still not good at it. I'm still learning how to...
1: You know what? Uh, and you know what? It may come out as something like I'm like I'm seeking excellence from people, but nobody's perfect. Honestly, nobody is perfect. Uh, even me, I'm not perfect. There are some times where I kind of like slack off a little bit, but there's a difference between being aware and not being aware, right? When you're aware that you're slacking off, you're, you're just kind of like, oh shit, I have to get up and kind of like do the things I need to do. And for me, it's going to the gym. So for other people, they might not realize that and then they get really carried away and they end up spending like four hours wasting those time down the drain when all those time could have been could have been used for the gym.
0: And this gives us the perfect segue for uh, some extreme, extreme situations. And uh, we are living that situation right now. We are still, you know, going through that. Covid nineteen lockdown. Uh, I mean, it's, it's still it's still here. It's very real in our in our in our life, and in fact, a lot of people. No, Fuck it, most people. They, it was not easy for them. So what what they ended up doing, like they ended up probably losing a lot of the progress they, they made. However, um, you, you kept working out with the limited resources that you had. The, the five months that the gym was uh, closed. I know I worked out as much as as much as possible. Yeah, I didn't make the progress I could have made if the gyms were open, but I did my best. And I know that you too, you did the same thing. You you bought uh, your dumbbells recently. It's an investment that you made. Now, um, what kept you motivated during that uh, bleak time when you realized that you know, for f- and at first you didn't even know it was going to be five months. At first we thought it was no. going to be like three weeks, four weeks. And then yeah. the government kept pushing, pushing, pushing. So how did you cope with that, it's man? Been how
1: many, it's been how many months, first of all? It's been since September, right? So, mm, I think I'm, October, I think?
0: September, October. It's, it's around that time. So five, six say, months. So right? half a year, half a year. Half a year. Yeah. Uh,
1: first of all, uh, when this whole lockdown happened, I didn't even see that this would happen for like half a year without a gym. And man, I, I, when I think about it, I'm like, holy shit. Like, did, did we really go through half a year without gym? At the time, I thought gym was just going to open in a month or two. So I'm like, ah, you know what? It's fine. I'll just keep pushing through. So I did, right? I wasn't going to give myself excuses. Although COVID is around, we're at home most of the time, right? We have a lot more time now than before, right? So what kind of excuse can I give to myself? There's no excuse. So if I can make time for myself one hour or two hours a day to work on my fitness, that's what I did. So I invested in weights. I invested in dumbbells, some uh, bars i did some pull-ups i kept that going for two months and then it became three months i'm like okay you know what and then the government said four months i'm like ah, okay not so bad government said five months i'm like are you fucking kidding me government said six months i'm like are you beep right yeah let's not forget
0: let's not forget you're a g-man yourself so uh
1: (laughs) so i was like fuck and then How did I push myself through? Honestly, it's like uh, I'm just telling myself uh, I'm not going to let COVID stop me. And I want to go back to the gym once it opened on full full strength. I know a lot of people have stopped and they're going back to the gym. And a lot of them are either skinny or they gain weight. But I want to enter the gym, you know, with pure progress, you know, fully fit, ready to pick up from where I left off instead of starting from square one.
0: Who, for example, we were fortunate enough to have some sort of income. It, it's a, it's a, economically speaking, it's a bleak time out there. A lot of people lost their job, and uh, when you're just struggling to make ends meet, it's working out, gym is the last thing that you think about. So, for people who are struggling, let's say, financially, they are not going to have that disposable, uh, you know, income, they're not gonna have the, the, the savings to, let's say, in, uh, in you know, investing in. Uh, in yeah in dumbbells even for example when you send me that barbell link, I'm like no I can't afford this I can't, I can't buy it exactly so, and, and you know what, what do you recommend
1: and you know what if you don't have the income for that that's fine you know if you don't have money for it it's okay things are really expensive nowadays it's hard to it's hard to invest in that I only did the most I could and bought what I needed but honestly you don't need those fancy stuff you can just use something so simple like a an, a resistance band, or even your own body weight, and work around with that. Of course, your workout might be a little bit mundane. It might be boring. But if you're really motivated, I feel like maybe you could really get through most of the day without, you know, those dumbbells or those fancy equipment and just resistance bands and your own body. There's so many hacks, so many modifications that you can do. Just look look it up online. And obviously, it's better to look at it like this. Uh, any progress is better than no progress.
0: No zero days. Even exactly. If, and for example, for people who are morbidly obese, for example, just take a walk. Take a, Take a, Take a walk. Take a walk.
1: Take a walk. Right. I mean, for wh- a little
0: job. I mean, wear your mask. Keep that. Uh, distance. Wear a mask. Yeah, of uh, course. Follow that. Follow the curfew rules. Uh, I mean, yeah. uh, you don't want to pay a what fifteen hundred dollar ticket. Uh, no. That
1: that could have been paid for dumbbells.
0: Yeah, man, and go for a walk or just drink more water uh eat a bit less have you have that the time to think about what uh, what should you change in terms of food i mean there's so many things you could do and uh, I, I think i bought my dumbbells at a, at a time where it was still affordable now they jacked up the price and yeah it, it is what it is man like it's but there is like just don't have any zero days That that's something i can exactly do and that i exactly
1: one thing I told myself during uh, the pandemic is that I'm not going to waste any days. No zero days, right? Every day, there's going to be something that I improved on. And so that's what I did, you know. And there ain't no way I'm going to waste these days during the pandemic. The pandemic cannot stop me.
0: I mean, you're going to have low days, by the way. That that's, that's inevitable. And that's
1: fine. That's normal. You know what? I had it. You had it, right? And that's okay. And you know what I did? You know, I'm human. And during those blues... I took time off from workout. I just focused on myself. If I wanted to relax, I relaxed. You know, if I wanted to be sad, I let myself be sad. As long as I kind of like move forward from it and get better from that point.
0: Question is, did I pig out? Of course I did. But instead of pigging out, let's say 14 days straight, maybe one day, that's fine. Exactly. One day is not going gonna... to...
1: We're human at the end of the day. It's, it's okay to do human things.
0: Have some compassion for yourself, man. Like it's a tough time. Exactly. It's, it's, it's a really tough time out, uh, out there. And... It's it's unpredictable. We don't know what's gonna happen. Like the gyms are opening, oh. but we don't know for how long it's gonna stay open. I mean, cut yourself some slack, man. I'm proud of you if you just uh, survived this far, uh, cause yeah, I I know we have the statistics for uh, for how many people are getting infected or how many people are uh, struggling with COVID, but we don't. I don't think we have like proper statistics for uh, you know the suicidal thoughts the 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 decreasing mental health problems like. It's... Honestly,
1: uh, honestly, uh, just count your blessings. You know, be fortunate that you're alive and you're breathing. Um, you know, just be happy that uh, you're 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 able to witness twenty twenty one. You know, be happy that you have the people around you. So important to kind of think positively and uh, you know. It's just kind of like counter blessings and everything gratitude man it's all about that
0: yeah and it's, it's not as, as we said it's not a solo act you can't have just a positive mindset out of nowhere like you need community no. talk to people uh, we, uh, imagine if this situation happened 10 years ago or 20 years ago when uh, <laughs> uh, remember um, we didn't even have um, unlimited text we had to wait uh, until the evening or the weekend to text each other because every single text, it costed us money. And uh, the, for example, long distance calls, like my parents, they're they're, they're overseas. I'm just counting my blessings that I can't even talk to them because can you imagine uh, long distance calls, uh, how expensive they can be? Like, oof, man.
1: Man, uh, <laughs> like you said, a pandemic happened 10, 20 years ago, for example, and technology wasn't around. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. I don't know how how we would have went through things.
0: Dude, you have the internet. You can um, learn new skills. We didn't exactly. have that. Like we, we didn't have, have that, that like uh, even when we were growing up, uh, we were when you were 10, we didn't have we didn't really have that. We didn't
1: have cell phones. We didn't have cell phones. Yeah. We didn't have any of that. We we had a life. Kids. We had parks.
0: Kids, we are older than Google.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's true.
0: Um, and we're older than YouTube, uh, it's it, it, it's messed up saying it. Like, uh, I know that, uh, you know, for example, let's say your brother, uh, if you tell him, like, I'm older than YouTube, what would be his reaction?
1: He'd be like, what? Get out. You know, he wouldn't believe that. But no, it's true. It is true. We're older. We're, we're a lot older than that.
0: Count your blessings, folk. Count your blessings. And... Uh, if you have to give, give a couple of advice for people, maybe uh, somebody who is watching right now, who is maybe tomorrow, they're about to make that decision of having their zero today. You know what, this is where I start. This is where I begin my journey. It might take two to three years and wh- whatnot, but somebody who's watching, somebody who is at the level of self-awareness that they need to change something, what advice would you give that person?
1: Uh, small steps, baby steps. Any step is a good step, whether it's small or big. If you make a small step, it's a good thing because the next step you're going to take is bigger. And then the one after that, bigger, right? If you're taking big steps, great for you. You know, you're like one kilometer ahead of of everyone else. So just take steps, whether it's small or big, and kind of follow through with that. Um, also, hold yourself accountable. Super, super important. Uh, be aware of your strengths and your weakness because your strength is what can help you um, progress and your weakness is what you can learn from to become a much more experienced person yourself. So honestly, self-investment, your body, your mental health, is all an investment. Work on that yourself before you move on with anything else.
0: I learned something new this week is that the things that we uh, get for free are the ones that we take for granted, but those are the things that are the most priceless. Uh, for example, your health, you didn't pay for it. If you're, if you're born healthy already, like it's, it's a blessing, man. Like if, if you, For example, there are people who are born with that's a sickle cell anemia. It's tough for them doing cardio work. Definitely. I mean, it's, it's a health that you're getting for free. If you have um, a healthy mind, for example, um, it's free, it's it's free, but you take you sometimes take it for granted. Take good care of your mental health. It's not it's not eternal like it's it's not uh, exactly indestructible.
1: It's... Honestly, like look at us, you know, you and I, we can move, we can walk, we can talk, smell, taste everything. Right? There are people out there that can't experience any of that, and so what's your excuse? Because them, it would be a lot harder for them to kind of. Um, work around with their life for the better. And guess what? They're doing a lot better in that than you because they're the one that's going through the struggles than we are. So what's the excuse? You know, you're living, uh, you're, you're, you're perfectly healthy, you're fine, everything is fine. there is no excuse for you to not make progress, whereas the ones that are compromised are the ones making the most progress with their life.
0: Dude, on, on Instagram there is this uh, woman, and her handle is one leg to stand on. Uh, bro, I, I I always watch her uh, content because she has one leg, but man, she's motivated. Man, she's like she she's she's healthy, she's fit, and that gives me inspiration. I'm like, wow, if she can yeah. do that, I, I have to do that.
1: Honestly, the, bro, the people that we should be looking up to are the people are who had. Have- Gone through the struggles with their disabilities, but they're still miles ahead of us. Like that girl, uh, the example that you're giving of man, like, what, what 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 excuse can I give? She she's walking on one leg. How does she fit on one leg, man? She worked it around herself. She she knows a lot of things that we don't know of. So that's it, you know, like just be happy and just be happy that you're. You're healthy, and that you you're able to kind of breathe and enjoy the life right now.
0: Another thing that doesn't cost us money, but it's very valuable, is like your friends and family. If you if you have a good friend circle, if you have a a good family, like
1: yeah, priceless. Stay in touch with them. It's priceless, you know. Uh, Whether they're whether it's a struggle or not, they're there with you. There are people who has no one, and imagine the difficulty of not having anyone in your life. You're just pretty much with yourself and your own mind.
0: Can you think about like international students who just like came right before COVID? it's man
1: Wow it's tough. that's tough that's really tough
0: like making friends while in quarantine and all of that oh my God I can't even uh...
1: no no that's that, that 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 must be really hard to be honest and I really hope that they're doing well.
0: Yeah. And reach out to people. And we we are at the time where we're the most connected, yet we feel the loneliest. This is not normal. Uh, Make that effort. Reach out. Hey, uh, if you have uh, any question or if you want to just reach out, DM me. I might take like two two, to three days to answer DM me. And uh, uh, for example, if you have other questions for Kevin, for example, put it in the comment section. Uh, he, he will be a recurring guest, regardless, and uh, y- your questions are going to beca- become uh, new content. Now,
1: wait, so I, so I have to come back?
0: Yeah, I mean, fuck. There's a I'm song. <laughs> 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 I mean, bro, uh, two years later, you're going to be a very different person. You're going to learn a lot more things. So, uh, the least we could do is share. Same, same, same goes for me. Same goes for anybody, actually. Uh,
1: Hopefully, I could be there sitting right next to you once all of this is done.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, don't remind me, man. It's like
1: <laughs> so depressing.
0: <laughs> yeah, uh, hopefully, the next time Kevin comes over is going to be, you know, face to face. You know, we're, we're doing it live. Uh, and I have a question to end our interview a, um, a question that is very hypothetical, that it ha- it's a very personal question shoot if you could change one thing about the world just one thing that you hold dear to your heart what would that be
1: honestly never be afraid to go out there uh just just don't stop yourself from going out there i know a lot of people hold themselves from pretty much putting themselves out there and had had it been done sooner a lot of opportunities would have came to them sooner So if there's one thing that I would change in the world or at least tell people in the world is to kind of like step out of your bubble. And although as uncomfortable as it can be, this is a good step to make yourself towards something comfortable. So, yeah, just pretty much put yourself out there, be uncomfortable and everything will pretty much follow through. Because there's so much things out there that that is waiting for you, but it just never reached to you because you just kind of never really put yourself there to kind of take it in. And you're just pretty much stuck in where you are in your own bubble. So just be uncomfortable. Just go out there and kind of like put yourself in the moment and take it all in.